Hi, welcome to our very first podcast of Been There, Done That Homeschool. We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been there, done that. So, so many seasoned homeschool parents have helped us along the way. And now it's our turn to give back to the homeschool community. We have 30 plus years of collective experience educating five children between our two families, and we are just ready to share all the things. Nicole, you've graduated two, and I've graduated one, and we both have one in high school still. And all three of our graduates have also completed their associate's degree in high school. Your first already completed his double major at Colorado State University. Yeah, we're very, very proud. That's so awesome. But first, Nicole, <laughs> do you have your wine? Maria, I have my wine right here. Because everybody knows that having kids requires a lot of coffee, a lot of wine, and, well, homeschooling requires extra. <laughs> <laughs> so we have been working so hard to get ready for this podcast launch, and I'm so excited that it's finally here. Oh, yes. I'm so happy to get started and share our stories, uh, things that worked, things that didn't. Uh, there's plenty that didn't work. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the best things about homeschooling. If something doesn't work, change it up. That's a really great point. And over the years, our needs have changed. And sometimes things that worked well doesn't work in six months. And that's okay. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work for the very next kid. You know, that's certainly something that we want to emphasize on this podcast. Like, even though we've been there, done that, everybody's journey is going to be very different. What worked for my family may not have worked for yours. And if it's one thing I've learned over these many years is that the spectrum of homeschoolers is much wider than any public or private school. Because on one side, you might have a strict homeschooler that requires their kids to sit at a desk for eight hours. <laughs> yes, I've actually met some homeschoolers like that. <laughs> yeah, I have too. <laughs> and on the other side, you have child-led unschoolers and they follow all their children's interests. I fall somewhere in the middle of these two. And what about you? Oh, I'd say I do as well. I mean, we're certainly a varied bunch. There's not one total kind of homeschooler, you know. Ultimately, what we really want um, our podcast to convey is that we're an inclusive space. Uh, and this is really a podcast for the everyday family looking for educational resources. Today's episode is about getting to know us. Uh, who are we and how did we get started in homeschooling? And we wanted to share our story with you. Way back when, the idea of homeschooling was brand new to us. So if it's brand new to you and you want to learn a little bit about it, sit back and listen to our journey. Well, I guess I begin with the fact that I never, ever in a million years thought that we were going to be homeschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that anybody saw this coming other than like, some of the weird other things that I did. Maybe maybe it was totally obvious to others that I was going to be a homeschooler. But um, I do remember that I was at a party with uh, my one three-month-old baby with a bunch of other homeschoolers. My best friend always likes to remind me of this embarrassing story, but uh, they were all talking about homeschooling. And I said something like, um, I believe a homeschooler should be a certified teacher. <laughs> You know, because I had one three-month-old baby. I knew everything there was about parenting. I knew everything when my children were babies, too. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I Sometimes I wonder what those moms would think if they saw me now. But um, anyway, so uh, where we got started was um, we were living in Florida. We moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and I was attending a playgroup for my young, my Jane at the time, my middle daughter was eight months old. So I had an eight month old and a two year old. 
and we were attending a play date and everybody at the event for these eight month olds were freaking out about preschool eight months old yeah wow so this was not the town i had come from was like kind of eased us in with like a little mommy and me program and then like gradually do like a drop off like we probably would have gone that way if we had lived stayed living there but now we were in charlotte where everybody was like where i need to get my eight month old on this list for preschool and i was like whoa like i'm not even thinking about preschool for my two-year-old yet You know, I had a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. I really didn't feel the need for that, like, socialization kind of thing because I really, I had two kids at home all the time. Like, we were very social in our kitchen. He's so little. So um, I kind of was like, okay, you know, let them talk it out. And uh, I went home, told my husband about it. We had a little bit of a laugh. And then school starts. And all of a sudden, because this had been summer, these parks that were full of toddlers all summer long where we had made tons of new friends in our new town already were totally empty. (laughs) What a waste of a park. I know (laughs) because everybody had gone to school. So we were like, what to do? Like I still, you know, we had, we were really into like wooden toys and art and playing. Like I also couldn't see like paying for preschool when I had all that stuff in my kitchen. So, um, I started looking for homeschool groups. I was like, I gotta find the the preschooler somewhere. And sure enough, I found a homeschool group that had a real active preschool playdate group. And we kind of got sucked in. And the rest is history. <laughs> yes, it's easy to get sucked in. These homeschoolers are quite the cult. Yes. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, you know, just by and by as we you know, progressed, we just kind of stayed in these groups. And we've moved to several other cities. That was always uh, an easy way for me to kind of tap into the new group as I got into a new place. Um, probably uh, several of my best friends, uh, Allison, Layla, Jody, um, who you know, uh, we met on homeschool message boards before I ever even got to those cities really? and then became friends in real life, which I was kind of cool. Yeah. And um, but the funny thing is that all along the way, I still kept saying, you know, we're only going to do this while it works for us. Exactly. Like I had no intentions of going all the way through. And then all of a sudden it was Jack's senior year. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm committed to homeschooling now. <laughs> well, and going back to that, and I recall when I met you and you had just moved here. And at the time that we met, I was going through a divorce. You didn't know that when I first met no, you. No, I did not. But the way I met you is you came into town with these awesome three children and you immediately started a hiking group because you saw there was a need. I was always about nature and always about hiking. And I said, oh, who is this woman? I want to know her and I want to be her new best friend. Yes, I'd had um, other hiking groups in other towns before we got here to Dallas and that was kind of my thing. I looked around. I was like, is there a group already like this or do I need to start one myself? And people were like, start it. So I did. And, uh, that was, uh, that's going to be a topic in another episode that we do about kind of finding your people and, and stuff, which is, um, sometimes a challenge as a homeschooler. So we'll talk more about that later, but, but so how about you, Maria? How did you get your start? Well, okay. I'm a single mom to two amazing children, and my kids have been homeschooled from the very beginning, just like yours. I graduated my oldest this last spring. She graduated with her associate uh, with honors at the local community college. Um, uh, I was a crunchy granola, natural kind of mom. Me too. (laughs) I nursed forever. Same. 
And I met a lot of incredible moms at La Leche League. I'm a leader. She is a leader, <laughs> and I love that about you. We didn't meet back then. I know. Um, we, we probably would have been friends if we I'm did. Sure. We have very much similar backgrounds that way. Uh, and so many of the moms that I met uh, there at La Leche League, are, I'm still good friends with today. And so my kids grew up with a lot of their kids. And yeah. um, as a matter of fact, her college roommate is um, a girl that she met at La Leche League. As and babies. As babies. They were Cute. 17 months old. So anyway, so whenever it came time to for this idea of homeschooling, one mom from the La Leche League had suggested coming to this meet and greet, the homeschool meet and greet. And I thought, oh, no, 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 no. I will nurse my baby forever. I will uh, have a natural birth. I will even feed them organic grapes. But homeschoolers, that's too weird. Too it, weird. <laughs> it makes me think of um, the idea, I think, in our society are people like, um, I wear that memoir, Educated by um, oh, Tara Westover. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like the, like you know, the denim jumpers and, you mm-hmm. know, the isolated, unsocialized homeschoolers was always my idea. And I was not that person. And I was <laughs> never going, I'm very, very outgoing and uh, an extrovert. So the idea of that was not even in my wheelhouse. So I decided to go because I really like this mom. She, she was a nursing mom, but she had older kids that she was homeschooling. I think her twin girls were 13 at the time. So I went to this, it was kind of like a trade show set up in this, it was actually in a church, even though it was a secular meetup, um, it was the space there. And I walked in and with work, I had always, I'd gone to trade shows and it was set up like that where the teenagers were manning all of the tables. At the time I had a niece and a nephew that were, I think about 13, 14 you know, they were kind of that awkward teenage stage where it was hard to um, for them to make eye contact and really engage. And they were kind of you know, a little shut down. And I, you know, and one thing that really just struck me, I walked in and I walked up to these tables and these teenagers, they were so engaging and they had little siblings or friends with little siblings and they had babies in their arms and they talked to me and they were just so pleasant. And I was like, huh, what is this new kind of teenager? (laughs) I love it. And then I started walking around and each table was a representation of something offered during the day when other kids were in school. There was everything from a table for fencing, chess club, a theater, there was gymnastics, uh, a taekwondo booth and both my kids now are black belts and Super so cool. yeah so he all of these things um they had robotics and co-ops and art groups and ballroom dancing and anything band homeschool band my and, and my son was in homeschool band actually for a few years but everything you could ever imagine that is happening or that could be offered was was right there in front of me and then Oh, and also academic classes. There were plenty of um, outsourcing, like if you didn't feel comfortable teaching, you know, everybody's all fearful of chemistry or some of these higher level classes. There were resources where you could outsource or put them in a class or another mom who was specialized or somebody with a literary background that taught English or and, and there's so many benefits that at that moment, I didn't even realize that were are oh so obvious today, you know, things right. like, you know, there's no standardized testing. Yeah. You know, I was able to, you know, we can individualize our curriculum for whatever suits that child, however, their learning style. I made my own schedule. You know, there were so many things that I know now hang out with our dog mm-hmm. <laughs> by the fireplace on a cold day while we read an awesome book. 
So I soon began to realize that my kids would be missing out if I didn't homeschool them. This is definitely my future. And I really wanted this for my kids. Oh, oh, and another awesome benefit that we're going to have a whole episode about benefits and the relationship that my children have with each other. They're, they're best friends. Oh, yeah. And they're really good friends with your kids, Nicole. This, the, we'll have a whole episode about socialization, so I'll get there later. One of the things that I really enjoyed over the years, being able to teach our children at their level. Like, for example, my, my youngest, I had to teach him how to read. I wouldn't say he was a late reader, um, but maybe by some people's standards. He's a, you know, he's a voracious reader now. And then my oldest actually taught herself how to read at a very ridiculously young age. And so that would have possibly held her back had she had to read, I see spot books. But even one day I I walked in the room and she was five and I caught her reading the red badge of courage. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I about died. First of all, I'd never read the book myself, but I knew that it was about the civil war and I knew that it was (laughs) really graphic. And I, and I was horrified that my five-year-old was reading these words and I made her stop. And she's like, what? what are you doing? Why do I have to stop reading this book? And I'm like, well, because it's scary. And, and I don't want you to have nightmares. She goes, well, mom, if it, if I'm scared, I'll just stop. And I'm like, Oh, well, okay, go ahead and read it. So, so it's still one of our favorite books. At the time I was married and he worked a lot and we didn't really see a lot of him, but he pretty much just agreed to whatever I wanted to do, which was perfect because I wanted to homeschool and I was going to homeschool at this point. (laughs) Everybody thought I was crazy. Uh, (laughs) My dad thought I was a little crazy and he's probably still does, but he loves me. Anyway, so I joined my first homeschool group when my oldest was three. And I know that sounds really young, but just like you, Nicole, a lot of our friends were heading to preschool and I didn't want my child to have to feel like they had to go to school to have friends. So I thought, well, okay, I want to homeschool. So I guess I better join a homeschool group. And we lived for play days and park days. And we would spend hours and hours at the park. Those are some of my best memories. Oh, we would put out a blanket and have snacks everywhere. And Mm -hmm. the kids would play, they would climb trees and they would play store with mulch currency and have Nerf Wars. Yeah. And we had so many holiday parties and Easter egg hunts. Oh, so much fun. When my kids were four and seven, I got a divorce. He was not very supportive of me continuing to homeschool, but I was bound and determined that their house was changing, their parenting location was changing, and I would be damned if I would let their schooling change and all their friends and who what they did every day. Yeah. So I was really determined and it, it did not come without sacrifice. And there's a lot of things that I did to, you know, fund us to homeschool um, between selling things on eBay and driving for DoorDash and many things that I've done over the years, but um, I made it work. And, and that's kind of something that you touched on on the trailer, Nicole, is about if, if you want to homeschool, You can definitely do it. You can figure it out. So you have to just want to do it. Exactly. So, you know, it's been, it's been a challenge, but I've been, you know, very happy and my kids have everything that they need and they don't have always everything that they want. And on future episodes, we will be bringing guests in and talk about specific topics. And one of them, we will touch on single parenting, homeschooling, and how you can make that work for your family. Yeah, but as you get to know us, we are going to be sharing more stories and experiences from our homeschool journey. 
And hopefully it will be a little bit funnier, too, as we get more comfortable with this. <laughs> Podcasting is so hard. It's hard. Like, can I get rid of this little post-it that has all the affirmations to start every line? Thesaurus right totally. here. You hit that <laughs> nail right on the head, Maria. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> Tune in next time for episode three on how to get started in homeschooling. We're going to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of homeschooling. And we're also going to talk about some state laws and requirements. Now, we're in Texas, but we're going to kind of talk about things broadly for a lot of different places. I've lived in a couple different states and homeschooled there, mm-hmm. and they're all a little bit different. So we're going to cover all of that. And we are also going to talk about what is de-schooling. See you next episode. Cheers! Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts, and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast.